0: good afternoon and welcome to this solid 60 god knows what time it is where you are as usual i just go with what time it is now and that is 210 on the 27th of december the last podcast of 2018 for me at least on this one we might do a banana split if i hear from the boys it's been a bit rough Christmas and everything else. People were going out, I was busy, he was busy. I just heard back, don't have any plans as far as I know. It's a weird in-between period. Things are happening, but on a very much slower geological timescale than uh, a usual working week. It's really annoying to me how loud the keyboard typing is. I've got to try and sort of uh, minimize that if possible. So down the keyboard goes onto the floor. I'm sitting here on my couch. Just enjoying the day I don't know if I mentioned it last time but yeah my boss was just like take the time off you need it I don't know what made it seem like I needed it he was like, you really need a break you're taking all this on to I think I might have been getting a bit upset at some things that uh, weren't working out so uh, yeah they uh, curbed me for a couple of weeks and I'm trying not to spend every waking moment on on a computer or uh, Netflix but I'm doing that thing where I'll just wait for the new year and then I'll start doing useful things. Uh, Let's see how that goes, hopefully better than last year. I don't think I'd started this podcast until into the year. Uh, And one thing I can do, because I always try and kick off like a self-accountability measure, Uh, whether it's a Facebook page. Yeesh, that was cringeworthy. I made one, what was it? Patty getting not fatty or, or some sort of ridiculous name and fatty patty getting fit. I don't know, it was ridiculous. It was like, who was that? And I've even done that recently where I've gone back and seen a post I made or a comment like a week before and just gone, who the hell is that idiot? Is that me? Can't be me. Someone like hijacked, overwrote my consciousness and uh, performed all those actions while I was clearly out to lunch, which brings me around to the show I've been watching lately called Travelers, where people literally get overwritten by travelers from the future. And it's fucking awesome. Like it's not perfect there's a few cheats like there's one episode where they're trying to protect a future president this little girl and the director which is like a super smart artificial intelligence from the future is like you need to keep this girl alive because if she doesn't become the president then we're all doomed and they're all doomed for a number of other reasons but this is one of the little missions they have to do there's another group which doesn't believe in the computer deciding everything and they think that the problem is there's too many people so to save the future from becoming like overrun with really bad problems they're like well let's just get rid of, rid of half the problems back in the 21st century and that an easy way to do that is just get rid of half the people so they do things like cause a plague they called the faction it's just complicated because then there's another dude that was like the first traveler and he was supposed to die in 9-11 which is quite a cool scene he's in one of the towers <laughs> he knows the planes are coming he's like people you got to get out Just follow me, otherwise you're all going to die. And of course, they just kind of look at him like he's crazy, and he jumps in that stairwell like he shouldn't, and then hides for the rest of the time up until, I think the series is set in like 2014, 15, 16, and onwards, like season three just dropped. I'm not sure where exactly it's at, but it jumps around between like anywhere within the last 20 years, and it's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, but there's one episode, getting back to the point, where they're attacking this barn, or it's a farmhouse, where they're hiding this little girl, And normally the director, if he can see uh, from the future, like whether it's on a camera or any kind of media, who's coming to get them, he can just override them. He's like, oh, that's so-and-so and they were at this place at that time. And he'll just send someone else into their consciousness or like switch them off. But somehow they had this weird attenuating gadget, woozy what's it in the back of one of their trucks that just like basically renders the director impotent and makes them basically immune to any interference from the future which just seemed like a really like something the writers had just come up with to make it it's what do they call that a deus ex machina type thing uh, and eventually one of the good guys threw a grenade in the truck and then the director pretty much just turned everyone off that was trying to attack them and i was like okay that felt a little bit forced a little contrived there but most of it seems quite cool yeah and i'm what i'm also like right now in this day of days in between Christmas and New Year's where it just feels like this weird no man's land I don't know what to do or when to do it and I should be spending more time with the little son I saw the older son was it last night? yes it was last night the 26th we went and saw Aquaman that dropped so I'll do a review of that probably next episode because I've still got to wrap up the best podcasts and video games of current year 2018 while it still is that year and of course what I'm really doing is wasting my time having arguments with people about uh, being judgmental and things like that. To give it context, I'm in a group called the Shit Parking Appreciation Society, one of my favorites. I haven't seen any uh, notifications for a while, uh, probably because I usually use my main profile, Pat Michael Hamilton, and uh, it recently got shut down, like last night. I uh, was sharing a meme that was a little edgy not in terms of political content or offensiveness, it was just one of those surreal horror movie type moments where someone took a photo in the middle of the night in a field and then what's captured in that split second that the flash is operating and it's got that pale washed out effect of like just a bunch of people kneeling or squatting in the dirt, facing away from the camera uh, like a herd of sheep. And within those people are actual sheep looking at the camera and they're all just back to the camera there's no, and they're naked, by the way, small detail, except you can't see anything. There's one angle where you could maybe see a guy's butthole, but that's been like fuzzed out. So I didn't really see an issue. And for some reason, when I shared it, the page that was sharing it got like attachment doesn't go anywhere type thing. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would that happen? Some idiots just being offended for no reason. And, uh, so I was frustrated because I'd shared it to like three different groups. Cause it was just the kind of wacky, weird shit that I like to, uh, Put out there and it's like well i'll just post the screen cap that i took of it and then everyone knows what what's going on because by that point there was already numerous comments going oh my god or whatever and reacting to it and so i just added a comment of like here's the thing that's now no longer there within the hour my profile was on a ban so it's been a while like i think that's the first one i've had since february i managed to make it nearly a year without being uh put on holiday uh, thankfully it's only 30 days i wasn't instantly disabled uh, but i've really got to watch it like that one i thought was clear because there was no obvious nudity other than the impl- like the implication of it because you know maybe it's like one of those group photos you see the artwork where the guy takes uh, a photo of say a thousand people at the opera house he does it around the world he gets all these volunteers to turn up and he takes a photo usually from the air whether it's a drone. And then another one, but you know, from far far away you can't sort of see individual people's bits and pieces so much. It's just a mass of humanity not wearing anything. And he puts them in different shapes and, and organizes them into groups. And it just looks kind of weird and cool at the same time. And it was pretty much like that, except night in a field, and it was like, what the fuck? And yes, yeah, so I'm a little upset. I put in the dispute and it failed. I don't know what they're doing. I know it's all computers. How does a computer, like, it's, as, it's nearly as bad as the YouTube DMCA takedowns or copyright stuff that's going on where anyone, anywhere can dispute a music video and go, that's my music. And then YouTube will automatically change the revenue to the person who made the dispute. And there's nothing the original person who actually produced and wrote and recorded and uploaded the music can do. That's just the way it is. As soon as they dispute it, YouTube's like, well, you have to take that up with the uh, person who made the dispute. They're the one who decides whether your dispute is uh, you know, valid. It's the person who originally, oh, it's just ridiculous. It's the dumbest, most retarded. And that's not a, that's a hateful word I shouldn't use. It's sorry. Let's go with just boneheaded uh, idea that I've ever heard of. And apparently that's a big deal right now. It's happening to a lot of Big YouTubers, small YouTubers, everyone. And that's part of the reason why I'm not going to pay for the YouTube premium, uh, which also comes with Google Music, because that would be convenient. I wouldn't get as many ads as usual. I could pay slightly more than Spotify, but have you know free music and YouTube constantly with no ads. But they're being dicks, so I'm out. Until they sort it out, then I might think about it. But from what I've heard, uh, it's such a problem that even using Google Music is painful because a friend uses it and half his favorites list, uh, within a day or two, gets taken down. Whether it's Google Music or YouTube Music, basically it comes from YouTube. So it's subject to the same problem where anyone can dispute it. or And a lot of the time it's these algorithms or software programs that are running that pick it up and just go, bam, you're out, done. So where Spotify, if it's on there, it's on there. It's verified. It's that artist. They're getting the money, done. So uh, I'm, I'm sticking with Sp- Spotify for now I don't probably use it enough to justify it but it's it's nice to be able to look shit up when you're in the right mood and just play whatever you want I spent an hour last week listening to Ice Cube then I moved on to Ice T. all the ices except maybe vanilla ice he can rest where he is in peace uh, at least relevancy wise it was good times and it was nice to be able to sort of slip into that nostalgia and enjoy the music he actually dropped a new album which I recommend I should this was a proper podcast that had viewers i would probably look up what it was called because then i could be like you know hey go check it out but it's really just a diary and on that note i'm supposed to be next year so whenever i do the first podcast i'll I'll start making notes of as much as it pains me and as is oh that's boring but if you start recording what you're eating every time you do it then you might pay more attention and think twice about what you actually eat instead of just going oh i'll have another donut who cares it's just it's an invisible Thing. it doesn't exist it just slips into the space-time continuum and into my uh widening belly so that's that's i'm certainly stuck on the 110 ish kilos and that's not a good thing for my height uh, when you're out there and you're trying to meet new people and you want to look good and using photos that may not be completely accurate anymore that's uh i don't want to be a guy that puts out a front is disingenuous that, that projects one thing and then can't, turns up and is like, yeah, I'm totally not that guy anymore. And all I have to do basically is work out a bit more and eat eat smarter, and I can still look like pretty much how I've been for the last ten years, which is usually pretty good. You know, five six years ago, I was running around a lot and I got by. I was going through some old photos. I'm like, yeah, you used to do alright. There's room for improvement, but damn, you know, I've dropped the ball. And going to Melbourne and hearing my cousin and other people say that, like, yeah, dude, patting my stomach like I'm Father Christmas or something, or like I'm pregnant. A little embarrassing. Venal, it's narcissistic, but in the end, if you live a bit longer, you can be there for your kids a bit longer as well, considering I can't really be there now as much as I'd like to be. Uh, At least I can be around in the future to be there. Hey, there you go. There's like a valid motivation, not just, I want to look good naked. Kevin Spacey, who recently dropped a video uh, all about how he's completely innocent, but he didn't do it as himself. He did it in the voice and character of his alter ego on House of Cards, The President. Can't remember the name he uses on there. I've only seen a couple of episodes, and I've heard it just goes to shit in a couple of seasons, and especially the last season where he apparently dies off camera, which he mentions in his YouTube rant, his first appearance of any kind since... November 2017 and it coincided weirdly with him being charged with sexual assault on someone I think who was 18, technically not a minor, but in America it's a big deal because they were drinking alcohol and they can't drink till they're 21, so it's all very creepy and there's video evidence, so it's it's, uh, looking not good for him. He has a lot of supporters still, but generally he's pretty much one of those infamous Black sheep of Hollywood he's probably the most famous example of an actor who's been really just shot down uh, up to now it's all been producers and directors like Polanski and Woody Allen and obviously the Weinstein guy um, Harvey space is probably the most visibly trashed celebrity that's out there Louis CK to a minor like slightly lesser degree I mean he hasn't really been out to do much but he started coming out and doing a couple of stand-up sets which is good I hope there's room for him to rehabilitate. It seems like he's got expressed genuine remorse and made peace with the people that he <laughs> made feel uncomfortable. Um, it was not was sexual assault, I guess, technically. and He's just doing some dodgy stuff like masturbating on the phone with women who weren't aware until it kind of became obvious. Uh, so there wasn't always complete consent. I can't really back him 100%. I mean, a bunch of times he asked, you know, he's like, hey, do you mind if I just... And they thought he was joking. And he didn't realize that they were in a position where they couldn't, feel like they could say no and coming from his background it just he was blind to that i just hope that he's learned from it and you know there's a chance for rehabilitation there that with some people they just go too far like harvey weinstein he's done he's just from all reports a complete irredeemable sociopath that went to such lengths like he basically ran uh paid off an entire media organization a tabloid newspaper and website to uh shut anyone down that was going to come after him or call him out for it so yeah that guy's a fucking piece of shit um, and that's partly because i've got no i got to admit there's a selfishness there or it's a bias where like kevin spacey and louis ck they've made me laugh they've made me feel things they've been on screen i've got an investment in like them being somehow rehabilitated and seeing more of them whereas say weinstein it's like they're behind the scenes it's easy to just write them off so i got to admit i'm not completely unbiased in that but i really think it's kind of obvious that what he did was much worse. I think there's valid reasons to not want to be too bothered by the fact that he's done and dusted forever and hopefully will do some jail time, however kind of um, cushy the place is that he ends up in. And at least Cosby ended up in jail finally. And I, yeah, watched a bit of the Cosby show growing up, but wasn't as invested in him as a lot of people obviously are and really felt betrayed by him. And I haven't heard anyone defending him. And it's weird because I'm going through a lot of old podcasts where it's comedians and they use him as an example of someone that inspired them or they grew up listening to his albums back when it was just vinyl and things like that it was comedy albums that was pretty much Cosby or Pryor or Carlin people like that back in the day that were like the original voices that uh, like up and coming comedians would listen to and use as a template so it's pretty freaky when you're hearing that before the time you're like guys oh, if you only knew uh, and then you're seeing all these YouTube clips of the show and he's just saying all these lines that are just oh with in retrospect so creepy the world really went into dark like back to the future alternate reality where biff won because basically trump is not that far from biff and all this other shit's going on that just highlights how weird it is right now like it's it's basically it's becoming harder to find reasons to hope or bright spots i can't think of anything right now i'm going into 2019 it's, it's, it's a struggle to find something to be hopeful about. Hopefully I can listen to this and go, ah, you naive simpering whiner, all you had to know was that this was going to happen or that. And I guess personally, I'm in the same situation because the job's humming along okay right now. But again, I am in that industry where it's like, if the economy uh, has any kind of hiccup, we're fucked and it's not looking good for the economy right now. We've just had some huge falls on the stock market. I don't follow that too closely it doesn't bode well for the construction industry which is the largest employer apparently in the economy so the only good thing about that is that the government might feel some kind of pressure to do something about it and you know prop it up whether that's through pork barrel politics or uh, you know Hitler-esque mid-30s let's just build shit we'll build our way out of the depression then we'll be involved in that and it's all good so that's the only kind of thing I've got to hold on to there is no matter how bad it gets they'll still find a way to keep it running along because without stuff getting built then you know that that's like the cornerstone of the economy the share trading and all that sort of stuff could go jump but in the end people need to be getting up in the morning and going somewhere which is only highlighted by the fact that i don't have anywhere to go right now and i'm just sitting on my ass watching um travelers which is a great show or playing skyrim which is a great game but after too much of a good thing and get a little uh what's the word sedentary and also yeah you start to, your self-esteem can drop a little so you got to go out still I'm gonna see the family that helps a lot Lewis was really cool yesterday we hung out managed to do some shopping before and after the movie got him a new controller even though he has a spare controller it stopped working I wanted to do the whole like receipt trick because I know we'd lost the original so I was gonna buy a new one then use the receipt from that to get credit on the old one so it's kind of dodgy, but it's still technically, ethically okay because we did have a receipt. We just lost it for the original controller and it's still under a 12 months warranty. Yeah, because we'd been planning to do that all year and it just never happened. It's really hard to get anything kind of practical happening on that end. But hopefully he'll he'll turn. I told him to bring the old one next time and we can hopefully deal with that. He apparently did write a little bit more in the journal, so that's happening. He forgot to bring it in, but that's okay. I'll uh, remind him next time. And uh, we can keep doing that writing thing, which is going to be fun, I think, as long as we keep it up. Yeah, it's all about not falling out of practice. It's like a D&D campaign. You've got to keep it up. To, otherwise, you just fall off the wagon and that's it. It's really hard to get back on, which is probably a bit like that with the gym. So once I start doing that, uh, it's, it's such a, you know, I could start now. But I do want to try and kind of get myself weighed up and measured for the first. And then I've got like a benchmark or a uh, starting point to work on. It's now 2.31. 20 minutes in, I still haven't started talking about the best podcast. So without further ado, let's move on to there's something about Keanu Reeves, something about Fortnite getting sued by uh, one of the people, is a teenage boy, the backpack kid, who used uh, his dance. So he was uh, famous for being on Saturday Night Live with Katy Perry, formed his dance move known as The Floss which is being basically used in Fortnite. And so is Alfonso Ribeiro Carlton from Fresh Prince, who's suing them for stealing his move for an emoticon, basically. It's exactly the same. If you watch the footage, there's him doing it on the show. Just show me the footage. I don't want to see the Today Show, for fuck's sake. There we go. It's exactly the same dance, for crying out loud. So yeah, they should really pony up there. I reckon that seems fair. Because I'm making a shit ton of money, and a lot of it from my son, who just blows it on skins. Uh, I did buy him a bloody $30 PSN voucher. Hopefully he uses it for its intended purpose, which is Catwoman... Sorry, Black Cat DLC for the Spider-Man game, which apparently he's been able to play a lot because he's on the holidays, Christmas holidays. So that's good. I never thought I'd be sort of jumping up and down. Not a usual dad. It's like, yes, my son's playing video games all day. Yes, high five. Considering he rarely gets to do that. Here we go. We found it. Best podcast 2018 on the Verge.com. So I'll run a bit through that. The Verge. Over the past few years, podcasts have developed into an incredible medium for long-form reporting and creative fiction. Shows like Serial and Welcome to Nightvale garnering massive mainstream followings. The most obvious one I can think of uh, recently that's had a real real life impact, I don't think it's mentioned here at all, that's a little uh, American-centric, is uh, the one about those two brothers, at the top of my head, Dawson, that's right, the Dawson brothers, and one of them clearly, 100% killed his wife 20 years ago, and the cops were like, yeah, but we like him, so let's not do anything at all, and that went on for years, like decades of just "Eh, he's all right, you know, sweep that under the carpet. A couple of cops finally decided to work and do their job, um, but by then all the witnesses and evidence was long gone and he'd sold the house and they finally arrested him, pretty much purely down to nothing other than a podcast. A lot like how maybe How to Make a Murderer got the guys that were clearly framed a lot more leeway um, and chances at appeals than the otherwise would have got. They're still in jail uh, because it's America. But hopefully uh, these guys... Do- this is the other. This is like the opposite thing of someone getting away with something without any consequences. So hopefully it goes the other way. And even though he's like nearly 100 years old by this point, he still dies in jail because he clearly deserves it. There's literally no other explanation for what happened. So recommend if you just look up... I think it's Chris Dawson. Yeah, follow that rabbit hole. Let's just put it that way. And uh, you will not be disappointed with the amount of outrage that you feel. But yeah, we're looking at These 11, and I've actually heard a couple of them already. I'll have to check if any of them have been updated. Marvel and Stitcher. That's annoying because I want to uh, listen to more of Wolverine the Long Night. But apparently you do have to subscribe to Stitcher to hear the rest. It might be on Spotify. I might have to look that up because I know that has a couple of premium podcasts that are exclusive. Like uh, Amy Schumer is on Spotify and I heard the first season, which was everywhere. And then she was like, all right, if you want to hear more, you have to get pre- Spotify premium, which I was a little bit, uh, not super keen on. Cause I like the idea of everything just being free and out there, especially in a medium where there's so much content that it's like, what have you got that's so much better than everyone else that I'm actually going to have to pay for it. Uh, with Wolverine, the acting was really good. The writing was amazing, um, had all sorts of cool effects and it made you feel like you are in an episode of the X-Files or something, crossed with the you know, X-Men, was all the X stuff. It really made me think, all right, this has got what it takes. So I'm gonna have to look into that and uh, find out what happened to the old boy. Bear Brook is one of them, 33 years ago. Th- why can't I read? 33 years ago, a hunter in New Hampshire stumbled across a pair of bodies that were abandoned in an oil drum. Uh, decades later, another such barrel was discovered a hundred meters away. Jason Moon begins examining the cold case in Bearbrook and uncovers a fascinating story of passionate volunteers working to try and discover the names of the victims as well as how advances in DNA helped. That sounds cool. Hopefully I uh, have subscribed to that by now. I'll have to uh, jump on the phone in a second and double check. But um, yeah, that's what I'll do once I've wrapped up this podcast because I really have to make sure I've downloaded that Wolverine stuff. It's it's not the usual... There's not many fictional po- podcasts that I listen to. There was a weird one a while ago about a guy that keeps talking to, It was like a Black Mirror episode, basically, where he misses his wife and he keeps listening to her voicemails. Eventually, he signs up to this service where we're kind of like forced to. He's talking to her and it's an AI, which is exactly what happens in an episode of Black Mirror, except it's a little more vast conspiracy where this cult is being run by a guy that used to do a technology company do a technology company like that's something you can just do he was one of those creative geniuses and he came up with this AI that could replicate consciousness online and in the end they were like well anyone that is walking around that is a widower they're part they understand and all these other people that aren't widowers or don't have a loved one that's disappeared they're completely othered and it turns it into this real sort of um, battle between just regular people and people that have lost someone. And it's just bizarre. It's, a, it's an interesting way to go. And uh, I think it mostly works. There's a lot of reaching in terms of what would be uh, certainly an alternate reality because I think a lot of the stuff that goes on, you're like, yeah, that's pushing it. But it's still really interesting and, and well made. So I would be surprised if there's not a um, movie or TV series produced because I know there was another one that I started listening to about a woman that used to be in like a military experiment and then ended up getting a TV show and uh, I don't know if that's in this list but I'll keep an eye on that I, I can't remember where the show went but I don't think it's as doing as well as they hoped the podcast is pretty cool Believed uh, 2016 a series of bombshell reports accused former gymnastics physician Larry Nassar of being a serial abuser hundreds of women and girls came forward it became a scandal and it rocked the gymnastics world but reporters Kate nancy smith take a close look into the case speaking with victims and uh yeah that looks good i've already got that on my subscribed list so look forward to hearing a well-produced sort of doco type thing and how these guys get away with it i don't know bubble maximum funds first foray in descriptive entertainment uh it's set on another planet humans live in protective bubbles to keep away from the world's native and hostile life forms the series follows morgan who grew up in the outside as she and her friends use a new app called hunter to kill any creatures that get inside and discover that there's more to the corporations that run their home than they thought it's funny that ch- and it channels douglas adams and rick and morty which is two of my favorite other creative endeavors so i'm like jesus christ we have to get on that uh, so i'm gonna have to go through these and make sure i subscribed i know i have to believed but the others I can't quite recall. Caliphate, I have, and I'm pretty sure I've caught up on it. 2014, a militant Islamist group known as ISIS rose to prominence. Um, Its members were able to push back against Iraqi forces. So we know all this, everyone knows this. New York Times reporter Rukmini Kalamachi. Kalamachi, what kind of name is that? She's white. It's a deep dive into the world of ISIS. But either way, she's American. We're all American. And she even speaks to a Canadian guy who used to be in ISIS. For a while, they think maybe he's full of shit, but then they do their research and like, no, he was there. Uh, he might be exaggerating some of it, but um, it, it's an interesting look into the mind of someone that can, is seemingly well-adjusted Western kid, gets recruited and goes over there and performs horrific crimes. At least he felt bad about it and managed to escape and come back, but uh, he's definitely on a watch list. <laughs> Chapo, Kingpin on trial. Uh, so it looks a bit like the Vice or Netflix thing. The world's largest drug lord who made headlines when he escaped through a tunnel from a Mexican prison in 2015. Extradited to the US, he's currently on trial for his alleged crimes. It's a look into his life and rise to become most notorious criminals in the world. Constitutional. How much do you really know about the US Constitution? The last decade of politics has often felt like an ongoing civics lesson. Yeah, I've learned more about politics in the last year than I have in my whole life, I think. It's certainly about American politics. Uh, So this Washington Post reporter turns her eye to the history of the US Constitution, looking at not only how it was created, but at the people behind the amendments that shaped the document and what that means for the present day. Her next looks to be just as exciting, the space race. Ooh, so that's cool, I'll be on to that. The Hyacinth Disaster, the crew of a spaceship called the MRS Hyacinth sets off to a remote asteroid in the asteroid belt, You know that's generally where they hang out, to try and pay off a ransom of a sister ship. Uh, that was taken hostage by a rival space mining corporation but when they touch down on asteroid sanus 130991 they find more than they bargained for of course they do Uh, a scripting series plays out through the radio traffic between the members and their ship well that's an interesting uh forced kind of narrative device it's always good to put things through a certain prism you're surprised we can come up with so i'll throw that on the list serial season three has started that's probably one of the most infamous podcasts out there. The, the first one about Adnan really put podcasts on the map. Now it's returned focusing not on one story, but a number of smaller stories. that took place within Cleveland, Ohio's criminal justice system. It's an excellent return for the series, looking at a microcosm of the justice system in the U.S. and highlighting flaws that leave it biased against minority communities, of course. So, I mean, I know those things are, are real, but it's good to be able to examine it further Uh, because often I find myself bumping up against people on Facebook or wherever that are like, no, it's completely fair. Everything's fine. Look away. Listen to enough of this stuff. Eventually you can go, hang on, wait. I remember actual facts that I can throw at you and maybe show that it's not all quite as rosy as you would like to think. Slow burn season two. Last year, they looked at Richard Nixon, which I vaguely remember. And this year, they're looking at Bill Clinton, which I definitely remember. uh, And it's all about how he got away with what happened with Uh, Monica Lewinsky and all those other missteps so kind of puts things in perspective because you think Trump's a fucking mess but then hasn't always been completely trouble free Today Explained if you're a fan of New York Times uh, The Daily then you might want to check out Today Explained it's a 20 minute breakdown of issues like the Mueller investigation so it's in between serious talks they fit in humor to make you laugh yeah okay that's another one that's got to be really hard to stay relevant though like in terms of if I miss a lot and have to go back to six months ago and start, which I'm going to have to do at least that long ago, it's going to be really hard to get like a lot of the First Amendment. What's it called? 1A. Uh, I skipped the news stuff. And I've been doing that because I'm like, well, the news is really old. So it's not news anymore. I'll just go to the issues podcast with the interview people. Then, But then I listened to a couple of the more recent news ones when I finally caught up and they don't really talk about what's happened that day just in terms it's not a typical news broadcast like hey today you know this amendment got passed and that happened and blah 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 it's pretty much like the other episodes where i'll get a bunch of people and examine the issues behind it so it's still worth listening to whatever the news was if they go into it in enough depth that keeps it down the line still worth listening to so there we are that's enough with that article I want to see what they've got to say about... Uh, oh, I just opened up a tweet about the next podcast about NASA from Lillian Cunningham. So I'll jump on that as well. Now I'll move on to the other issue, which was video games. And a lot of them I've never heard of. Uh, the 15 best video games. There's three that I can immediately think of which stand out, which would obviously be Spider-Man being one, which I still haven't played. Call of Duty 4 being the other. <laughs> just kidding. That's God of War. Of course, that one best game. In terms of uh, critical success uh did well financially of course but critically god of war is probably one of the most favorite out there uh, financially it's probably fortnite unfortunately and that didn't win some award from some hack organization well, let's go through this quick list because there's some cool stuff in here that i didn't realize was uh, coming out like yakuza 6. it's a proper f- proper current gen game it's a send-off for the long-time leading man kiryu it's uh, the most fully realized rendition of tokyo yet doesn't sacrifice the quirky writing and threatening combat uh, Yakuza 6 adds an extra layer of drama putting him in the charge of a, in charge of a young child for large chunks of the game it's a great way to go out so I don't know if that's on an Xbox but I've always wanted to look into those games there's a new version of Tetris which apparently has really cool music that's not that exciting I don't know why that's in the list Super Smash Brothers Ultimate I did play it a little bit a couple of weeks ago just like the Smash RML you're jumping around smashing buttons I don't know what's going on It seems completely arbitrary whether as to who wins or loses, but obviously there's some skill involved, and I'm just making excuses. A lot of people love it, there must be something to it. I've just got to, I've got yet to crack the nut on why it gets people so wound up because the action is so frenetic or frantic rather on the screen. I can barely keep up with which character's mine, let alone how I'm supposed to take out the other guys. I'm getting bounced off these platforms into the nowhere for the it just seems too random is my point i've got to put a few more hours into it i guess but uh it doesn't feel like it's exactly chess strategy wise i could be convinced a uh, return of the obradin seems almost mundane a missing ship is washed up on shore and an insurance adjuster it's your job to go on and see what happened but it's not long for it's something more added by the power of a magical watch you're able to explore the demise of the obradin all while cataloging clues and details in a book to determine the mystery behind its disappearance Make sure to keep a notebook handy. Oh yeah, the other big game. I knew there was three. Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, doesn't really want you to have any fun. It's slow and plodding with fussy controls and underexplained mechanics. Holy shit, they come out of the gate gunning for this game. No pun intended. But it also has a depth and texture like no other virtual world before it. From the high intensity action to quieter moments like riding on horseback or cooking a meal. It's a game that will absolutely engross you if you let it. The closest you'll probably get to living as an outlaw in the Wild West. Yes, it's definitely one that I do want to uh, have a crack at. But I'm looking at my cupboard over there, and there's at least two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen other games I've got to get through first. One of them being Skyrim. And as much as I play it, more quests keep popping up. So that's going to be a labour of love. I do enjoy it. I am kind of cheating with this ridiculous armor and a sword that deals like a thousand damage. So that's helping smooth things over a little bit because I try using other weapons just to be a bit more like, oh, I'm kind of cheating here. I'm, I'm killing like death lords if one hit. So I pull out some other random thing that I just picked up and it's like so painful. They just, I would say bullet sponge, but that's probably the wrong term for a fantasy game. But yeah, you're just hacking away. And uh, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of strategy to the fights. I'm more about like the exploration, the story, reading the lore, stuff like that. So I don't mind. Uh, some people are in it for the battle, and I get why making that hard can be thrilling when I'm forced to. Say so Fallout 76, which I've kind of given up for a bit because it just kept crashing on me. Hopefully that uh, happens less often as they patch it. Yeah, it seems like most people have kind of given up on it. But I've still got a few friends playing it, and there is something about running through uh the wasteland and you know you're low on water you're low on food you're low on bullets you got this guy come out of nowhere or a bunch of super mutants and your heart starts racing like what am i going to do to get away from these bastards i mean the penalty isn't huge you drop a bit of loot you have to come back to the same area usually they're gone by then and you can pick it up but you still don't want to die you're still doing your best to stay on your feet get away from them find somewhere uh quiet to maybe come back and have a crack from a safe distance and uh there's something about that that i didn't really experience playing fallout 4 once i got through the first sort of 20 or 30 levels character wise and apparently it does get a little bit easier when you level up a lot in 76 but at the moment i'm so underpowered basic leather armor i've got like shitty pipe weapons and uh yeah i see the attraction in surviving in that world but yeah i have more fun honestly when it's a friend on so i'll probably wait till i'm like 100 percent sure that a mate's going to be running around and then we can do it together and that really does bring back that sort of nostalgia for like being able to do gaming socially, which is probably the healthiest way to do it. Monster Hunter World. Uh, another game here. It's been one of those series that seems resistant to change, offering up similar experiences designed explicitly for hardcore fanbase. That all changed with this game. The new one brought modern sensibilities to the series with, huge, with a huge world made possible by modern consoles a more seamless design, made venturing out into the wilds feel more natural. It still has all of the tense, often unpredictable monster hunting you'd expect, but this time it's in a much bigger and more approachable package. I was just thinking I need to talk about games that are coming up in 2019. I should probably type that in, but there's two that I'm really excited about, if not three. uh, It's Outer Worlds, which is like the people that actually made Fallout New Vegas and uh so a lot of people that are upset at Fallout 76 like well at least we've got this other thing coming that also gets compared to Borderlands because it's got that same a very similar aesthetic but hopefully is a lot more fun to play uh so there's that Cyberpunk 2077 there's The Last of Us 2 obviously quite excited about that and god knows what else but they're the big three in my mind Into the Breach it's some kind of puzzle game I'll skip past that there's something called Gris and the artwork looks amazing uh, it sure is pretty. Playing is like moving around a lush, hand-drawn space where the world changes and grows around you. It tells a simple story of bringing color back to a desolate landscape, while it only lasts a few short hours. It makes a huge impact. That sounds awesome. Hopefully it's on uh, the Xbox Live network somewhere. I can just download it. I don't do that very often, but it, might, it looks like one worth looking for. Florence also looks interesting. There's a picture of someone playing it on a phone with a guy sitting next to a girl on a couch it's like this really beautiful hand-drawn looking uh, piece of artwork it's less than two hours long but it manages to tell an incredibly powerful story within that short time it's a familiar story chronicling the ups and downs of young love but what it lacks in originality it makes up for by telling its tale in a way that only video games can as you go through the life of the lead you use simple interactions to mimic her life whether it's riding the train or brushing her teeth When she falls in love, those interactions become more powerful and eventually stressful. Racing to win an argument or choosing what to keep when you move. It's short, sweet, and sentimental. It will absolutely melt your heart. So that sounds amazing. I might actually click that link. So I've got it sitting somewhere. Dead Cells. That's like a Castlevania knockoff. And it looks like fun because they've stopped making Castlevania games. So why not play a fan version? Beat Saber. That's it. There's a bunch of other ones that I've mentioned all the ones that seem to make sense to me so done with that games that's podcasts it's 45 ish minutes keanu reeves he's been secretly donating millions to children's hospitals for years he's known for being one of the nicest stars around generously donating to charity but the extent of his generosity may well surprise you as it turns out he's been funding hospitals on the quiet for years he runs a private foundation that looks to help positive endeavors endeavors like cancer research and kids hospital wards yet He's hardly told anyone, you know, it's not something to brag about. A Bit like Jeff, no, sorry, Jim Jeffries. Someone recently tweeted a post that managed to take a fit picture of him at a Kmart, probably in America, paying off every single person's lay-by. Uh, it's not something he personally had like broadcast, but he was found out. Sorry, dude, busted being nice. As edgy as your humor can be, generally, you're actually a nice guy. So good on you. And uh, back to Keanu. He does have a powerful reason for helping people with cancer. His sister, Kim, was diagnosed with leukemia, uh, went into remission, but it's amazing he hasn't told anyone about it. Word is that he's even found time to sit down and take calls from the public during charity telethons to raise funds to beat the disease. What a guy. Really, this article is really weird. It's on Lad Bible, and I don't know who writes this. It's Dominic Smithers, but it's full of... uh, major spelling issues and grammar problems and all sorts of like words being left out and oh my guys I thought I was bad but Jesus like he says uh, good on you Keanu what a guy it's just yeah we know but relax you're a journalist let's just stick to the facts he was even seen in a net he was even seen in net at a fundraiser for the charity acting out his childhood dream of playing pro hockey He wasn't called The Whale in high school for nothing. (laughs) Other generous things that he's done include buying his mum a house. Well, that's a given. Buying Harley Davidson's for stunt crews on The Matrix. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He didn't have to do that. Taking pay cuts so that films could hire other actors, as he did for Al Pacino and The Devil's Advocate. Wow. I didn't realize that he was on the level of Al Pacino even by that movie. There you go. If you need another reason to love Keanu, here it is. Last month, it was revealed he's landed a part in the upcoming Toy Story movie. New guys are in it. Keanu Reeves has got a great part in it. Oh, wait, this is Tim Allen telling uh, Jimmy Fallon. Even the fun, gentle guy that he is, even he said, this sounds too much like Buzz Lightyear. His character does have an edge to that. That doesn't make any sense at all. Dominic, graduating from Leeds in French and history, got a NCTJ, journalism qualification, whatever that means. Uh, you wouldn't know it reading his articles. Since then, he's worked as a reporter at Evening News, Macclesfield Express, and uh, covers court, sports and politics. Come on, man. Just do some, like, just read it once before you hit publish. That's all it takes. Look at me, all this venom. Where did that come from? Uh, I've got one today I learnt. I'll try and stick to just one or two of these. Otherwise it just, just turns into a constant flurry of things and it's all too much. Uh, this one's interesting. During 1938 Berlin Olympics, two Japanese pole is tied for second place, and refused to t- participate in a tiebreaker. Upon returning to Japan, they cut their medals in half and fused them to one another, so each athlete ended up with a half-silver, half-bronze medal. Now, I don't know what's cool, but I like to think if anything is it's that. Uh, I'm not even going to pre-read. Let's just pick something because it's got a picture of Daniel Craig. The casting was highly criticized throughout the making of the film. Internet campaigns expressed their dissatisfaction and threatened to boycott the film. However, upon its release, it became the highest-grossing James Bond film until that time. Well, that's not very interesting. Sea monsters on old maps meant dangerous waters. Well, that is slightly interesting. And that will have to do. We're running down on time. So thank you for listening. This is the last Solar 60 of 2008. I will be back first thing next year. So in a couple of days, really. I have no real big plans for New Year's Eve. There's three different parties. One is in Mascot with Elizabeth. She's hosting something. There's a couple going that I don't get along too well with. They might have something to do with the website that I still kind of have humming along and the page, but yeah, it's that whole editor thing issue that I talked about, but mysteriously just totally turned on me. I make it sound so dramatic. It's just more of a drift, like unconscious coupling, not conscious. It wasn't like it came up with that ridiculous phrase. Ah, oh, she's got that stupid goop website. She's a Iron Man. Why do I keep doing this? I keep trying to up with names. I can't remember. Oh, I'm sweating like a pig here because I had to turn the aircon off. And we're in the middle of a heat wave and it is hurting no one is going anywhere I just that call was like karen you can come over if you want but we are staying home because this shit is hot i'm like yeah i just kind of want to stay home as well This uh, at least i've got aircon; they don't so i feel a little bit selfish there i'm like oh, i'm just gonna stay here nice and cozy that's bothering me pepper pots i can remember the character's name gwyneth paltrow so yeah when she broke up with chris martin it was a conscious uncoupling this was more of an unconscious one where we just kind of drifted apart and I still don't know really why uh, it was a bit awkward because we we're both involved in a creative endeavor and that needed both parties to be you know communicating for things to happen so that's kind of sad that that's the way it went but it's a fairly common thing so you just have to learn to move on and forge new partnerships and all that sort of thing which is what I'm doing but yeah they will be at this uh Elizabeth's party so there's that Plus distance, plus uh, you know there'll probably be some friction from the ex. Of like, no, oh, you're only going there because there's girls or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's not. That wouldn't really be it. I mean, I haven't seen those people for a while. Like, I haven't seen Elizabeth since I think I was Comic Con. And um, there's nothing going on there. On there, that's for sure. But it's just she's good people, and uh, there might be some different people there to hang out with. Like, I went to Nathan Weaver's party the other night, and was, I think it was. Orphans Christmas. Like it was, I did the Christmas Day thing with mom and Sean and all that, and that was fun. And gave out the presents. Lewis loved his presents, Gabriel loved his presents, everyone was happy. They weren't there, I'm just saying, later on when they finally got them. But yeah, the, the Christmas evening I went to a house party. I didn't know anyone there except Nathan, and he was fairly busy. So I just kind of sat down and hung out and cooked some sausages and uh chatted to a few people a lot longer younger than me i've got a slightly embarrassingly admit i was like this weird old guy there but they made me feel quite welcome and I had some interesting conversations different scene the one i'm used to there was a little bit of recreational drug usage not that i judge that i'm like i was actually a little bit jealous i was like oh, if i was i just don't feel like i can get i can get away with that so much anymore but uh, all seem like cool people uh interesting place he's he owns part of it due to an inheritance and he, <laughs> kind of let it go but it's a big sprawling place there's dogs running around and it's just cool it's just it's what's the word it's like organic and they're not quite hippies they're more like ravers that just do what they got to do and aesthetics kind of can take a back step as long as they've got their giant speakers and they're playing good music and they're having a good time that's all that matters so i'm down with that if he has more things i'll probably turn up and see where it goes but it was weird there was nothing like i wasn't chasing Girls, I want there was none of that. It was just hanging out and having conversations. It was fun. So, and that's probably you know New Year's Eve, be similar kind of stuff. But I know Jaden, Banana Split, current co-host, hopefully for the foreseeable, he's fairly into it. We're going to do one tomorrow, which I've mentioned said he's going to do a board game night or we're going to play like uh, that stupid Jackbox thing. It's hilarious. So I have a lot of fun with that. That's probably what I'll end up doing. It's just around the corner. It just feels a little like it's the night. It's a big night, New Year's Eve. My expectations are always a lot higher than what ends up happening. It's usually (laughs) the last couple of years just been me and two or three people going, yeah, so that's midnight. I guess I'll uh, get my my coat, see you around. It's just another day really. And the older you get, the more that reality sinks in. But there's still romantic small part of me that's like shouldn't it just shouldn't i be on a boat in the harbor under the fireworks with the love of my life dancing a jig i don't know there's there's a little bit of me that wants a bit more drama we might do and that's fine so we'll find out what happens i'll let you know next week and now that's about it so love yous all and peace out homies